Welcome back, welcome back. Episode 53. I got my guys here, Julian. We got Gabe. And we're bringing the heat today. Big emphasis on heat, because I'm going to jump right into it. Unintended. I am not even going to ask how y'all feeling today. All three of us are back. And, you know, because he's a very good, close friend of mine. And, you know, this is like from the purity of my heart. I really just want to check in with my guy, Gabe, over here and just see how he's doing. Before I even get into sports talks, I just I really just want to check in on him over here. You know, he's trying to hide under, under his hat in the corner over here. But uh, Gabe, before me and Julian get into it, I'm just going to give you a chance to speak. See how you're doing. Check in on you. Is he sipping I mean, his beer over here? What is there to speak on? I mean, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. There's mixed feelings, I guess. I mean, uh, kind of recapping the season, I guess the playoffs of the season. Um, I guess the playoffs was pretty terrible, man. It was pretty terrible for a playoff series. So it seems like you either lost by a lot or you won by a lot. It was never really, you know, competitive, like visually good, like fun to watch. Feel like Miami Heat were always playing from behind. Um, obviously, they go home game seven, they drop game seven at home. Uh, pretty much a terrible game. They were down the entire time. I don't think they ever led the game. They were, they were almost leading in that fourth quarter. Um, and they drop it. So, uh, overall feelings I'm sad because I hate Boston. I, I do not like Boston. It's one of the fan bases that I do like to hate. Uh, we lost to them. But the better team moves on. That's that's pretty much my comment. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> I don't know uh, what from the game of the series, Joe, you, uh, that you saw that you liked. Or what were your comments from the series overall versus Boston? Um, honestly, this was definitely a weird series. Um, it, it's weird because we did predict it to go six or seven just based off the matchups, right? Uh, both teams have great starters. Um, they have a deep bench. Um high-ranking offense, high-ranking defense. And then, obviously, the first three or four games were crazy because, again, they were just blowouts. They were complete blowouts. Um, I think up until game four, there's only – it was a weird stat. Like, there was only four lead changes in the entire series. So, pretty much who came out hot and took the lead in those games, um, they won those first four games, uh, three or four games, which, which was crazy. And, you know – Kudos to both teams. Um, both teams actually found a way <laughs> to win on the road, which is odd in a series like this. You think um, both teams would actually defend home court? Uh, the Heat opened up with a split with Boston um, here in Miami. Uh, they went to Boston, won a huge game three. Me and Julian were actually out that night uh, when that game was going on. We were before Lauderdale, and we were like, whoa. Game three, heater up right now in Boston, and Bam had a huge game. Uh, so heading to game four, you'd expect the you know the Celtics to bounce back, of course, which they did. And then now we have uh, the series tied. Um, then the Heat dropped game five at home, which was we all knew was a must win because uh, then you're going to head into Boston game six. And then there you go. Jimmy Butler put on the, the superhero cape. And he channeled his inner, as you can see, LeBron that game. He had a huge game, 47 points um, in Boston. And I think LeBron back, what, 10 years ago, that was a 10-year anniversary of his huge game in Boston. Game six, same scenario. Uh, It was a must-win game. He dropped like 45, I believe. And then to come back home, you think they could finish the job at home. Just one more game. 
And it's everything you'd expect. You won the big game six away to to give yourself a chance at game seven at home. And you should have the utmost confidence. And I, I watched that entire game seven. And the Heat just came out too way too late. Yes, they had that little run at the end, which you needed to play perfect to be down 10 in the last four to five minutes of the game, uh, which they pretty much did. But honestly, it was just a little too late. Uh, the yeah. Celtics kept him at a arm's reach the entire game. Didn't let him catch up. Um, and it, it's, of course, it's, it's that third quarter. That third quarter makes the difference in the playoffs. Whoever wins the third quarter uh, pretty much wins the entire game. Uh, that's my take on the series. And I just think that uh, the Heat came out flat. Um, no one helped Jimmy Butler. Bam had one great game, but it's a series and we need you to have more than one. Unfortunately, your other scorer, Tyler Hero, was out. Uh, but he's your sixth man. You know, where the rest of the starters? Um, Kyle Lowry came out a little too late. He made big defensive plays, but, you know, he's always going for a charge or, you know, things like that, which work. But we need you on the offensive side as well to help Jimmy B. Uh, as far as Oladipo, uh, he shows some signs of light. Maybe knock down, you know, isolation threes, anything like that, or, you know, random layups. But... Overall, as a team effort, their ball movement went, wasn't there. Um, they weren't making plays in transition, is and that's one of their strengths, right? Uh, they play great defense. They're getting the turnovers, but they just weren't scoring on, on the other end. And I just feel like that's what cost them the game there. Julian, uh, any takeaways from the Celtics Heat series? Take away from the season, what you got? Yeah, I mean, they didn't deserve to win. Like, at the end of the day, like, I felt like nobody showed up that entire series except for, like, a game here or there. But at the end of the day, it's the Eastern Conference Finals. You need some, you can't just show up for one game like JoJo said. You need to show up the entire series. And only winning one game at home is just entirely unacceptable. You cannot just win one game at home out of four that you have with home court advantage. Like, you just, they, like you said, they 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 were down from the jump. I mean, the first quarter, I mean, it started off like twenty five to nine or something like that. It yeah. was just most of the from game. the from the from the from the get go, and yeah, and then you're just playing catch up. And like when you like, you can do that every now and then. You can come back and win, but to constantly do that over and over again, especially against a team like Boston, like Facts. it's going to bite you in the ass. And, you know, they had a little bit of a run towards the end of the second quarter to bring it a little closer and the third quarter, but then they let it slip away from him again by the end of the third quarter and pretty much the entire fourth quarter up until like the last like two minutes. And you started, you started to come back, but it was a little too late. Jimmy Butler missed that three. That would have gave him the lead. Some people question if he even should have shot that three or went, to try to just tie up the game. Um, I'm okay with him shooting three. If you have that shot, take it. Um, unless there was somebody open, I didn't really analyze it that deeply. Um, but it's like the heat, they just, they never looked like the dominant team that entire series except outside of one game and nobody showed up. I mean, Jimmy Butler had some good games, but it, I felt like he wasn't as a dominant force as he should have been. Um, but then also it's not just up to him. It's a whole team sport. Everybody needs to show up just because Tyler heroes hurt at the end of the day. Like you said, he's a six man. He's not a, a starter and you still have four other role players on the bench that should step up and show up. Nice. And it was just a team that just didn't deserve to win. They looked like they didn't know what to do. And 
I don't know, man. As a Heat fan, it's like it, it's embarrassing, kind of, just to see like the way they just like fumbled the bag. Like the fact that they took two from Boston is huge. Like that that is really huge. That's a big accomplishment. But you can't even win at home, even in yeah. Game Seven. Like yeah. people had them ruled out for Game Six because like, oh, you're not going to go back to yeah. Boston to win. Exactly. And somehow they won. And they won. And I was even telling, and, I, and Gabe was like pretty much calling it at Game Six of the last episode, and I was like. I don't know. It's possible they can they can come back. It's possible because they've already won at Boston, and they did. And I'm like, okay, maybe they can redeem themselves here in Game Seven. But it was just another just just a very flat game. It's a really flat game offensively, Thanks. and even defensively. That's that's that's. I a think fact. what what do you think going forward with the team now? Because you know, uh, we I think we've seen this before with this Miami Heat Miami Heat team. Uh, the front office, they usually uh, make moves after this, right? We, we, Yeah, we had injuries. Uh, you know, we were hoping for that bubble Tyler Hero, Tyler Hero to ascend, finally getting the accolades that he has, the growth. Um, but you don't see him. Uh, you bring in veteran Kyle Lowry. Uh, you make some uh, some moves uh, on the roster. Um, what do you think going forward uh, the future of the Miami Heat looks like uh, as far as, like, do you think they're going to run it back same team? Do you think you see any changes? Because I definitely I don't depend on that. I don't think they're going to change much. I think they're going to probably move a player or two. I think they feel, and Pat Riley and Eric Spolster and the coaching staff feel that they have a championship winning team. Um, my big like the biggest problem with the Heat is just people just not like picking and choosing when they want to show up. Yeah, it's picking and choosing when they want to show up, and that's what pisses me off because the talent is there to win it all. It is, but. I mean, even before Tyler Hero's injury, like how many games was he just absolutely non-existent in, and in the playoffs? And at the, it's, I get that you're not a starter and you're six man, but you won six man of the year for a reason. Like you need to come in there and be the role player that you should be, not yeah, pick I mean, and choose honestly, when you want to have games. Same thing with Duncan Robinson. Same thing with Bam, um, Jimmy. At times, like it was just like, I just yeah, feel like you need to see that consistent game. play that. We saw Celtics had the entire series. Celtics State remained consistent that entire series. And I uh, and the only times they were really down and looked like they were struggling was when they had injuries. Yeah, oh. and honestly, the scary part was that the Heat would play amazing defense, s- still be down in account, playing catch-up. And you had guys like Jalen Brown, you know, let's say he didn't perform well in the first half because you played great defense. Now here's the scary part. How are you going to close out the game if they, you know, if Brown and Tatum come back in that second half because the Heat, you know, they can't score enough points. So once those got, two guys got hot, like it, it was over um, because you didn't have that offensive matchup. Like the defense was great. Even though we we're losing, I know it sounds weird to say, like they, they had a lot of steals. They had a lot of blocks. They just couldn't convert those points in transition. And you got guys like, like Struess. Lowry, they I, what would they start like zero and ten, zero and twenty as a collective, zero for twenty, which is r- ridiculous, bro. This is ridiculous. And oh, I will say too, like yeah. I felt like at times they were relying way too much on the three point shot. It's a fact. Like they're they're throwing up games. 30, 40 three point shots. If the three point shot ain't there, you gotta like you gotta change it up, bro. Definitely a lot of these entities doing the same thing, expecting a different result. Like you got generation you gotta, of basketball. So new generation, you yeah. live or die by the three. Now a lot of these teams, you, you just live or die by the three, and you forget and you just, how to actually you just play can't basketball. Do that. You just, you know? Well, I mean, the, you, I you, you, there has to be a switch. Ha- 
Yeah. As I say, that has to be a strategy. Okay, go ahead, Jojo. Finish with that. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. Just to answer your question, sorry about the awkward moment. Um, the future of the team. I, I don't think they're gonna make any huge uh changes. Uh, I do think they need to develop their players a little more on the offensive end. It doesn't matter what position you play. Like if you're a center like Bam or these point guards, shooting guard, like we, you guys need to score too. Like yeah, you have that heat culture, great defense. You play aggressive, but you you guys like. They need like a Chris Middleton, someone with a mid-range game that can create offense. Like we all know, Jimmy B was, is the best offensive that. player. Like he he plays hard, and if if he's your highest scorer in your team, and he's not even known as being a scorer, then like you need you need something else. You need a spark. There, you had Tyler Hero, yeah, six man, but you need another starter in that role, like a, just a great shooting guard that can create you know, p- plays for, for the team. Um, That's why I think in the future, that's what they should look at. Instead of having a veteran, you have enough veterans on the team now. Uh, So Kyle Lowry, we thought was a good move. Uh, yeah, his leadership, you know, he won a title. Cool. But he's not the same Kyle Lowry now that he was in Toronto creating that offense. Uh, I was going to say, clearly I was going to say, I, w- I would like to see them have like a consistent, like number four, like a, like somebody just like in that mid range, and in the paint, who can go in there and just get clean up shots yeah. and just and get rebounds, like because just to take the pressure off Bam too. Like when Bam's in the paint, I mean he's just getting stormed. Like he, <laughs> I mean, what what about a Joel Embiid man? He he's a center. He takes yeah. all the hits. He takes all the contact, and he's still a great offensive player. And yeah. he's a big man. Uh, I love Bam, Jokic, but at the end of the day, he's not Joel yeah, Embiid. Jok- Jokic like, as well, like, which I know he's a two-time MVP, but like some of these bigger guys, Bam, that's what I'm saying. They need to develop an offensive game. You need to work on your game. You need to be able to score. You need a little mid-range. You need hook shots. You need a your I would like a better PJ you know, like, Tucker. Well, but PJ's, you know, he's he's not even a center. Um he No, I'm not talking about a center, just like a like a four three hybrid, like a like I I would like somebody who's better than him. I think you can upgrade at that position. Then you just have to match that defensive uh, intensity. Yeah. Though. It's going to be hard to find somebody yeah. like that that can kind of do both. Um, but yeah, go ahead, Gabe. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, going down the, the roster list, I definitely think there's going to be moves made. Um, I, I don't think Roddy's going to sit back and, and run it back. Like He's, he's going to make changes. Riley's too hungry, too desperate uh, t- to win. Um, I mean, thing going down the roster, I think, you know, Jimmy was enough, like, Jimmy's not an offensive guy, but he came to the playoffs and he showed out, obviously putting up uh, you know, franchise record numbers and stuff. So Jimmy, Jimmy was enough. Jimmy did enough for this playoff, you know, you know barring his injury to his knee. And he got twi- uh, you know, twerked by a Pritchard, that right. freaking white, they, that they white were devil all playing Pritchard. Hurt. <laughs> Both um, teams. So I, I think Jimmy was enough. Um, I think Bam, you know, he had a couple games, but like you said, Jojo, it, it wasn't it's a series. It's not like you can show up in a game, but what are you doing over uh, uh, seven games or whatever? Facts. Um, so Bam, Bam, still waiting on the next evolution of Bam. I think Bam uh, is establishing himself as a all-star in this league, but, you know, all-stars have to act like all-stars as well. Um, uh, let's go down the list. Tyler Hero injured again. He's out with the groin. I really can't say too much for Tyler Hero. I think he, he does well. as produces well. Um, I expect for him to grow. Um, Victor Oladipo. I think Victor Oladipo is a liability. That there's this big push this season, especially you know finally having him at that last half. He came in basically at the end of the season to play a couple games, and you know he showed flashes, but it's like 
yeah, you show flashes on uh, whatever. Right. The last game of the season, you put up 40 points. It's like you're playing Orlando, whoever the hell. You're playing the Pacers or some no-name team that's not even in the playoffs. You're like, okay, it looks nice. You know, it's, that's hopeful. But um, I think uh, on defense, he's a liability. And offensively, in that game seven, I mean, he was chucking up shit that wasn't going in. And it's like, okay, we need another option because, um, you know, like I said, there was this big push for him to start and, and to get minutes. But I thought other guys played well. Max Struess, I thought he played well. I thought he was pretty uh, pretty good the minutes that he played. Uh, Gabe Vincent, I think, also did well. I think he uh, is a good little player to keep uh, on your bench. Um, Bam, like I said, needs to take that next step. I feel like there's going to be some trades in the work. I feel like, uh, oh, about Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson, you can't pay this guy $90 million to sit in the playoffs. I mean, that's just unacceptable. Yep. That's a um, fact. Yeah, there's a level of responsibility, I guess. I mean, you know, I don't know what the coaches saw as far as if he was a liability uh, defensively, because a lot of times the teams would attack him at, at Duncan Robinson. Um, but at least if, you, if you're not going to play defense, at least shoot the ball, like at least have the confidence to to shoot, because that's literally your job. Uh, you know, what I mean, if you're getting paid 90 million, it's not to sit on the bench like well, I'll pay. I'll pay Haslam 90 million. So <laughs> I got to pay you. Um <laughs> So, Duncan, I feel like there's going to be some moves made. Obviously, we saw, you know, on Twitter, Troll L and Bede trolling the internet, saying Jimmy Jimmy needs help. He needs a big man. Um, I would love for some shit like that to go to go down where we get that's what, you know like hype. I was going to say because speaking we, of we need that we, we need that guy that kind of primary guy. Go ahead, Drew. I was going to say like I feel like a modern day Haslam would be perfect for this team. Like if you had a modern day Haslam. I think would be some baseline really baseline jumpers, some baseline jumpers, little yeah. defense at the rim. He's, you know, he's undersized yeah. for a center. He's undersized. He's I don't short. say he's a center. He's like a four. He's like a power forward. Um, PJ Tucker. I like PJ Tucker in general as a roster like move, but he's older. I think the guy's like thirty seven. Like he, he's That's what I'm he's saying. Good, I, I think he culture guy, but up. we need a young. We need. I mean, we're gonna yep. need youth. That's um, exactly that, what I, was I feel like the the window on Jimmy Butler is very small right now. You know what I mean? Especially as he's. Ending towards the end of his contract, he's probably gonna want another big, blown up CP3 type contract. Where it's that's a too fact. Bloated, you know what I mean, that's too bloated fact. to move. You can't move it. You know what I mean? He's a bloated well out in the ocean. <laughs> so I feel like the the window to win. I think win, Jimmy Jimmy Butler is enough to win a championship. Uh, but you need surrounding cast, right? Because he's not off, he's not known as an offensive player. But you know, we saw his performance in this series. So. I feel like there's going to be moves. I'm not going to be surprised if Bam out of bio moves. I'm not going to be surprised if Tyler Hero moves. That's a good moving piece. If Duncan Robinson moves, I, I feel like these are all things that are possible. Possible roster moves that I, yeah. I, I I'm not going to be shocked if I hear about. It. I can see. I can see that. I can. Def, I can definitely see a Duncan Robinson move. I can. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. What What position would you like, or just like typical kind of like player you think that is lacking that well, they can improve on? Well, there's like how I said PJ from, Tucker, I feel like yeah. somebody like that you can improve, you can get a better player out of something. Well, there's rumors for like about ten years now about Bradley Beal. We heard rumors about Kyle Lowry. We heard rumors about oh, and like Bradley Beal still I'm out there. Saying, that would Bradley Beal wants to move. You need a guard, a skillful guard that can score by any means. A uh, great team player. He's a leader, veteran. He's on a team that's going nowhere. Get him out. This has never gone anywhere. Get him out. Um, this man is so underrated, Bradley. Beal. How much has he got left, though? 
I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like it's going to be a better option than Victor Oladipo. Get rid of yeah. Oladipo. Get get rid of if you have to Tyler Hero for him. Um, you like you got to. I'd be fine. Hey, no, I would be fine getting rid of Tyler Hero. Well, yeah, a Bradley okay Bill. That. You're you're not going to find another Bradley Bill who's just a great player on a whack team who just. He can honestly bring you a championship. Here's why I'll say sell hero, sell high. He just won a six man of the year. I think he's not getting any. I, I think I don't see him getting any better than that on this team. Hey, he'd be a great starter on, on another team. Uh, yeah, on a, on, I, but like for the Heat, I mean, I think <laughs> he's capped. I think I think he, like six man of the year, like that. I think sell now, like sell high, because last thing you want is like that was it, and then the year after. He's just going to be injury prone and he's just not going to be the same guy. But like a lot of people were worried about last year on his sophomore slump. So I say I would, I would be perfectly okay with the moving on from him. If he's not going to be a role. Yeah. Player. So, so that was it. Let's transition over to uh, the Western. Well, I guess the final. We were kind of moving last week about the Western conference. Now we're the finals. Final NBA finals. You got your golden state warriors back for the hundredth time. And your Boston Celtics, historical team that Gabe hates, they're also back once again. Uh, Steph Curry and gang fighting for their fourth ring. Then you got the Boston Celtics fighting to take the lead on the Lakers. I think they're tied in uh, championships total for the both no, organizations. We don't count those championships. We don't count them. I we think that's bubble frauds. Bubble that's frauds. when they have Bob Cousy and Havlicek playing. Bubble frauds. They got Ooh, who's they got bubble frauds? Probably four. Four. He Boston? and the Lakers. Boston Celtics. We're not talking the Lakers <laughs> now. I'm talking like historically as an organization. I know. Well, Boston but take, and, but and I, the Lakers. I know, but take away the bubble chip. Oh, this guy. <laughs> hey, listen, last time Celtics won was in what, 2008? No, they yeah. won another one, didn't they? they? Did no, they only they win not. one? No, it was, it was the, the big three. The original big three. They own, Yeah, but they only won one. 2008. Yes. I didn't think they only won one. Nope, they only won once. Anyways, huge matchup here. Uh, yo, uh, what do you guys expect from this turnout uh, of events? I mean, you got a fully healthy Golden State team with an amazing young core and a fully capable Boston Celtics team who's very defensive-oriented, and they, they also have a great bench and amazing starters. I think this is going to be a, a great a great one. I mean. First of all, these games are going to be, just in general, as a basketball fan, these are going to be terrible to watch. Okay, you got East Coast, the extreme East Coast versus the extreme West Coast. It's literally on two opposite sides of the continent. Terrible. Probably not going to watch all these games. That's so a I'll fact. I'll be watching a lot of highlights. I'm not staying up till 2 o'clock in the morning just to watch Golden State. Um, overall, the matchups, I think it's going to be interesting. I think Golden State's coming in here as the favorites. Um, uh, and Boston, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of things they throw at. Um, are they the favorites? Uh, Golden State. They are actually. Pretty sure they're the favorites. Yeah. yeah. I'm, you go on Fanduel check. You can double check me, but I'm pretty sure yeah, it's a they popularity are contest. The favorites. Golden State is the favorite. Um, but also, I want to shout out to uh, their coach Udoka, to the Celtics coach Udoka. I feel like in that Heat series, he made tons of adjustments, um, which is very you know good for a young coach that you're looking for, a guy who's actually watching the game and, and making. Uh, adjustments that uh, you know help your team win. So um, it'll be an interesting matchup, I think, in general. Um, uh, but I think I still got Golden State overall. I think Golden State is playing on all cylinders it's, right now. They're the hottest team 
literally the well, the last team, the hottest team in the playoffs. There's only two of them. So I was gonna say real quick, it's it's really close. Golden State is the favorites, but it's close. It's minus one sixty to plus one thirty five. Right. So it's, it's um, pretty close. So so we'll see. I, I still got Golden State uh, uh, in general, uh, but I would like to see the matchup. What um, they throw up because obviously Boston. I think all, Boston is the better defensive team, um, but I, I want to see their offensive game. What they throw at, um, throw at the Golden State Warriors. I don't know if y'all got opinion. Yeah, on the it's the it's the classic matchup of a high powered offense with a versus a really good defensive team. I don't know, man. Like. I don't know. Like I, I this, to me, this is a really tough one. Like because Golden State hasn't showed any lapses in like performance at all, and we could say same about Boston for the most part. Boston's been pretty flawless and been really strong. I, I don't know, man. I think obviously they're giving Golden State the edge because of home court, and that's going to play a big factor. Um. But man, I mean, we also got to think about too. Boston's going over, going to be playing late night West Coast games, which is going to be tough. I mean, playing at ten o'clock at night, ten thirty at night, that's going to be that's going to be hard. That's going to be playing at one in the morning for them. But I mean, listen, uh, I have Warriors taking this series. I'm not saying it's going to be an easy series. Um, they just have the experience. They have the coaching. They've been there. And yeah. what you've seen in the playoffs, it doesn't matter what sport it is, uh, experience plays a huge factor um, in the championship. Uh, in terms of preparation, uh, your mental, your confidence, like they've been there against LeBron multiple times. And right now, you know, no disrespect to these guys, but they finally got over the hump, Jason Tatum and, you know, Jalen Brown. And we're going to see what they can do on the big stage. Uh, finally, they got through their revenge tour. Kudos to them. Uh, they beat three teams that's knocked them out in the playoffs in the past three seasons. The Heat, the Celtics, and the Nets. I mean, sorry, the Heat, the Nets, and who was it? Oh, the Bucks and the Bucks. Uh, those three teams knocked them out in the last three seasons. Um, you know, new coach. Um, and I say the series is not going to be easy for Golden State because Boston has proved that they can win on the road. Um, I know they're heading in to a totally different environment on the West Coast here. But in the playoffs, like, again, uh, playing away for them has not been an issue at all. Yeah, like, man. At but all. Like I was saying, like, five-hour flight, playing at one, playing till 1 a.m., like, I that's going to be tough. Listen, like Golden State has to come to the East Coast as well and deal with the jet lag. Yeah, but you can, you can play. But the thing is, you can play earlier because you're coming from West Coast. That's not the biggest of deals. That's just them playing at 5 p.m. But, bro, playing till 1 a.m., like, in East Coast time, that's that's tough. That, that Like, that's in, in an environment like – Golden like San Francisco, like that's why. And like you said, yeah, experience plays a huge factor. But there's something about my gut that's just telling me that Boston, they can at least take it to a game seven. Like they're just, I, I just, I love their defense so much. And like that's all we saw this entire. I mean, they went against the Bucks, the Nets, and the Heat teams that were putting up points in the regular season and in the playoffs, and they were able to stuff them. 
and hold, how many games that they were able to hold teams under 100 points? Like, uh, I mean, majority of them. I mean, it's going to be obviously crazy. Golden right? State's, obviously, Golden State's division, a different animal. Yeah. You but, got um, current defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart, playing against uh, former defensive player of the year uh, in green. Then you got uh, two-time MVP, Steph Curry. Uh, three-time champions on that team. Steve Kerr has won, what, eight championships as a player and a coach or something like that. Uh, that Golden State team. Then they have, yes, a number one draft pick who's finally playing like a number one draft pick at Wiggins. the perfect time in his career, Andrew <laughs> Wiggins, right out of Kansas, which is ridiculous. It um, took 10 years, but here he is. <laughs> This is yeah. This is what it, you it wanted. Took, to it's a god squad. Yeah, it, <laughs> took him, it took him to play with two of the best shooters of all time for him to feel the see the confidence and the eth- hard work and the ethic. And he he doesn't need them to to perform the way he is because he's just so comfortable and relaxed on that court. Because look who he has around him. Um, but he's performing out of his mind, which is just like that's a little X factor there. Like they didn't. Not to say they don't need him, but like, oh, it must be nice that, yeah, KD leaves, but you still have a number pick on your team just hanging around, you know, doing what he's doing, scoring and everything. Must be I nice to go to the Warriors. I just thought of something, too. Like, I'm curious how this is going to – because, like, Boston, they were th- at least throughout the whole, like, playoffs, they're like – they'll let you shoot the three. Shoot the three. Like, you, you you make those threes, that's one thing. But, like, as you saw, the Heat weren't making them. No. Nope. Like, it, they'll let you shoot it. And I'm curious how they're going to treat that against, obviously. You can't. <laughs> one of the greatest shooters of all time. You can't. And <laughs> and that's that's how, I'm cur- how they're going to, like, are they just going to allow them to shoot the three? Because, obviously, like, when it comes to in the paint, like, it, it's like teams should really struggle against them scoring outside of the three-point shot. Quick and I'm really now. curious how they do that, how they handle Game that. one tonight, right right at it, right to the point. Does Golden State take the dub, or does Boston come in hot off this uh, seven-game series and create just an upset and uproar and take game one by storm? What do you guys think? I mean, my, my gut's telling me uh, stick with the home teams. I mean, I, I'm not going to go game one. And I don't fresh, think they're going to shit the best. Fresh legs. Right? The only time we've seen Golden State shit the bed is that one game. I think it was like game four or something. They were in Memphis. They said apparently, you know, they were taking it easy there. Apparently, you know, the Twitter rumors where the you know, Memphis strip clubs got the uh, Golden State Warriors. So that's the only time we've seen them slip. Um, I expect a home. I'm going to stick with the home teams. Like, this is my gut. That's just my conservative uh, thoughts. All the home teams would, should should win. Um, but it'll be a steal. If they, if they win one. In Golden State, these first two, it'll be a steal. Um, that'll be ideal for for the Celtics. All right, bro. And as long as they're making shots, there's no sh- there's no way Boston's winning. As long as Golden State's hitting those shots, they, you just can't stop that. Like when they're just when like Steph and Clay and when and when they get hot, bro. Like how do you stop that? It doesn't matter how deep they are; they're just hitting them, and it's just like I agree. I don't. So we got Gabe. What Golden State? Julian, go Golden State. State. They play tonight. I got a Golden State. I'm, I am also going uh, going Golden State. So we got also, I think Golden being State fresh, being fresh, like having that what a week off three essentially. Off. Like it was it's been a while, hasn't it? 
Well, Boston had three days off. They played what Monday? No, yeah, but I'm talking about yeah, three days. I'm talking about yeah, Boston coming off three days of a of a tough like seven game series when Golden State just won in five and it's had like like a week, maybe more off. I don't remember when the game five was. So yeah. All right. Uh so we all got Golden State winning tonight. Transitioning on. What you got here with the UFC Julian? What is going on with that? Gabe you put UFC? Well, yeah, I put the UFC. I just wanted to talk a little bit about UFC because I know we, you know, oh, yeah. Julian uh, gets upset if we don't talk about uh, MMA. <laughs> going on. That's exactly uh, why we I got two to Julian. You know, I'm like, hey, what do what do we got here? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know we had UFC in the doc. Julian. Julian has his own fight set up this weekend that he wants us to go to. Apparently. Celebrity boxing match. <laughs> well, we got 275 coming up, which is not really much notable. I want to talk about UFC 276 is happening in July, so it's happening in a month. Um, okay. Uh, just if, if you were getting excited for a 276, uh, uh, I believe Adesanya is the head card. Adesanya versus Cannoneer. Yep. Uh, we have uh, Pereira. Misha Tate's coming back, apparently, in Shadow Mali. Robbie Lawler's fighting. Uh, what to wait about? So uh, I was just Hall. saying that. Yeah, this is I like to, one of those super I want to get your cards. temperature. Uh, yeah, I want to get your temperature, Julian, for like what do you think about the 276? I know it isn't a month. We have to still get through 275, but. Uh, overall, just a gut feeling, real quick. What is your initial take? Is this interesting? Two seventy six in July. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, two seventy six is this is one like you know UFC every year has that one UFC event that is like the Super Bowl, where it's like I mean it's just heavy hitters after heavy hitters when it comes to like great matchups and great fights. Um, yeah, this one should be no different. Like we said, we got Robbie Lawler fighting. Um, I haven't been keeping up too much. So Uriah Hall's fighting, Sean O'Malley's fighting, like I said, Misha Tate, Alex Ferreira, um, Max Holloway versus uh, Alexander uh, Volokhanovsky. And um, yeah, Adesanya fighting. This should be a really two two title fights on the line. Um, yeah, I, I'm super pumped for that card. That's going to be a really good card. Um, I don't really care so much about the main event because I think Adesanya is just going to is is gonna win? I mean, I don't. I I should do my research on Jared Cannonier. Chance, I don't. Punchers I don't. Chance. I don't. I don't know much about him. Um. So I have to do some research on him. So, but the the cards underneath is what I'm I'm really excited to see. Yeah, Misha Tate with her comeback and like that Max Holloway. Uh, I, I miss watching uh, Misha Tate fight, man. Model. I'm a big Max Holloway fan. He's he, he just always seems like a really just like nice guy. Like you always like he he's like the nicest dude ever. Um obviously Sean O'Malley's electrifying to watch. Um 15 and 1 right now. So this guy is claiming he's undefeated because his one <laughs> loss wasn't a wasn't a real loss. Um man, that guy's got to be pushing for a title fight soon. I don't know. If it's, but, uh, it's gotta be around the corner. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta you gotta fight stronger opponents, to be fair. So but yeah, that's uh, also that should be a really good card. I just want to talk about real quick, uh I saw on the Ariel Hawani uh podcast that he does. I think he does, I think he's out of Las Vegas. Um uh Probably. they had uh actually I think he's uh, in Canada. Well he's Canadian, but he's lived in New York, but then I think he's in uh, Las Vegas. Um the Mazda, he uh, recently had Masvidal, I think it was on yesterday or the day before, uh, Masvidal <laughs> coming Masvidal. on interview. Um, still bringing up, you know, had to bring up uh, who the fuck is this? Uh, who, who the, the fuck, fuck is this? Who the fuck? 
Conor McGregor. Uh, God, what is his injury update? Oh, I'm I'm not I'm not pretty sure, but I just want to get your thoughts on uh, you know uh, you know this Conor McGregor Masvidal beef. Oh my! Masvidal God. saying that God. he he doesn't want to Masvidal you know, Masvidal saying that Conor McGregor doesn't want to come up in weight. He does't want to go up to whatever one seventy one fifty whatever whatever weight Masvidal is. Um, in general, what do you what do you think about? The Listen, I, I think um, he he's coming off two <laughs> two losses, and hey, those gonna, aren't real losses. He's he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna pick he's gonna pick a fight at uh the man who's made the most money, the man who knows how to make money in that industry. And of course he had a gruesome injury. So perfect opportunity. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Conor McGregor. Uh, yeah. His injury is terrible. Bro. They no, when you're talking them. about the two losses, you're talking about Masvidal. Yeah. 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 And he, was yeah. Like he lost his last two fights. Correct. Yeah. But I was thinking you're talking about McGregor. Cause he also, lost no, 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 his last two no, no, no. Uh, so Masvidal coming off his two losses here, picking at, you know, Conor McGregor, the showman who's, who's, uh, had that gruesome injury as well. And, and uh, I, I don't think it's real beef. It's entertaining though. It's something uh, everyone's going to divulge in and we're going to want to build the hype and, and, and see that fight. I don't see it happening. Um, I think it's a good opportunity for Masvidal to take though, because you know, what's a better way to get your name back in the mix, right. Than fighting Conor McGregor, um, especially after those two losses that I mentioned. Uh, so I, I just think he's he's out there just talking shit, trying to build the hype and make some money around the next fight, and which he should be doing. You know what I mean? That's that's what you should be doing. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like because as long as Usman has the belt, Masvidal's not getting another shot. He he's not. So what's what's the next thing you can do? Yeah. The only other thing you can do now is just try to get big name fights. Yep. Because as long as Usman has that belt, you're not getting another shot. One, you're not going to beat him. I just don't think Masvidal Masvidal has what it takes. Um, I don't think Masvidal even earned the right to even fight him two times. Um, So, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you want to sell fights. Yeah, I mean, that's you got to talk about two of the most prolific trash talkers in the sport. Um, I don't think it's the right thing for McGregor to do personally. I think going up to 170 is is tough. Um, he w- he went up to 170 for Nate Diaz, but the one difference between that is Nate Diaz actually fought in lightweight and has a bunch of fights in lightweight. They both were lightweights that went up in weight. Versus Masvidal is a true welterweight, and I think that'd be a tough ass for McGregor and. I think if McGregor's really serious about winning a belt, which who knows, it seemed like going into the Poirier fight, he seemed like he was really dead set on trying to win the belt again. But I think now he's just, I don't know where his mind is. If, if I was him, I would just work on just, just trying to make as much money as you can and make big fights. Yeah. Then do the Masvidal fight. And who else? But, it, <laughs> but if you, if you're very serious about trying to go after the belt again, you yeah. need to go after a legit lightweight competitor. But I think McGregor feels like he's already done it. I think he, I think after that injury, I think he's just going to like, I think if you would have fought, if he would have beat Poirier, they would have won. I think, I still think there's going to be a Poirier three, even though McGregor lost twice. I think that second fight was so much like, it was such a freak accident. I feel yeah. like Dana is usually more inclined to give it another shot since it was a freak accident. And I don't like the argument. Well, he was losing the fight. That don't mean shit. People lo- were losing the fights in the beginning all the time. And then at the end of 
they'll end up winning. It's fighting at the end of the day. Shit happens. But I don't know. Yeah, it seems like they're trying to stir something up. I don't know if McGregor said anything. I don't know if, Gabe, you heard about anything about that. Uh, I, have, I haven't heard a response. Like I said, uh, Masvidal was a guest with Ariel last uh, recently, so I haven't heard a response. Well, obviously, it I looks like Masvidal wants it more than McGregor. McGregor yeah, gives me the vibe sure. that he's going to want to try to go for, for the sure. again, and I think he's going to want to fight a legitimate component. I mean, a co- yeah. opponent in a, I, but I, in a light with it. You think he wants to? You think he wants to legitimately fight though? I feel like McGregor is kind of like he's he's like the Rock, right? He's transcended fighting. Like he wants to be. I don't know, man. I don't. Bigger guy. He wants to be uh, a character more. I think he wants it all. Than a fighter. I think think he wants it all. He's reached the top, right? He's reached the top in terms. The only fighter to hold. The only fighter to hold two belts belts. simultaneously. Simultaneously. Yes, and he made all the money in the world with the Mayweather fight. He he had it all, right? It's, the hardest part about making it to the top is staying at the top. It could be whatever's going on, the distractions, his showboating, and you know, he could have just lost his way and he had a freak accident. He has every all this karma coming at him in his career, right? Now the biggest thing is how do you bounce back now? You're you kind of dropped. He's not entirely at the bottom, but he's not the McGregor he used to be. And I really want to see his story transcend into how he responds from taking these losses and and that injury and the, to see if he actually takes fighting serious again, uh, to see if he wants to be at the top and be a champion. And, you know, it's not about the money at this point because he has all the money in the world. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the next thing. Um, I'm kind of surprised coming in the show. Gabe actually want to talk some European football. Wow. With wow. me, I was a little surprised. Wow. Um, so, well, that makes two. That makes two out of three, but I'll be here. <laughs> Throw my tweets Um So, yeah, <laughs> over the past week, uh, the UEFA Champions League had uh, just had its final between Real Madrid versus Liverpool. It was a thrilling one to nothing win for Real Madrid. Uh, How exciting. Uh, um, no, it was actually a pretty good game, to be honest with you. Um, it was all right. Um, I think the most impressive thing about this game was just like, man, the way everybody counted Madrid out. Madrid was the underdog in every single game and every every single leg. They were the underdog. And they, they weren't supposed to come out. They didn't have the – and then somehow – they just kept on proving everybody wrong, and they went through the gauntlet. They took down PSG, Chelsea, Man City, and then finally beat Liverpool and Paris for the uh, the finals. And, man, Benzema is an absolute stud at, I think, 36 years old. The man is still just bagging goals, and he should be the favorite to win Ballon d'Or, and he, he rightfully so he should win it. But, uh, yeah, Gabe, did you watch it at all since you wanted to bring it up? Yeah, I was watching, you know, I was watching, uh, I didn't get to watch the end of it. I was watching the beginning of it, obviously. I think going into it, it was obviously in France. Uh, one of the biggest things, I guess, they were having crowd problems. There's a lot of people that, there, there's like tens of thousands of people that came, like, without tickets, apparently. Uh, uh, wow. English fans. They just came to the stadium, and there was like a big controversy. They had to delay the match, like, an hour and a half, just to calm down the crowds, because people were trying to get in. People who had tickets were trying to get in, but they were blocked by people who didn't have tickets. Uh Big whole thing deal, uh, uh, but once the match started, obviously, um, you know, you kind of saw, uh, like Julian said, it was it was a it was a good uh, matchup. Uh, I think he already kind of noted how Madrid really wasn't supposed to be there, um, 
and Madrid pulls it out. I thought it was pretty like it was pretty notable. Like I have I don't watch a lot of soccer, so uh, the fact that they got me to sit down and actually watch a little bit of it, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. It was my impressive. One, my one it was a really impressive run, and I watched every game of every leg, and uh, I mean them winning and being like especially like the Chelsea leg was insane. Like how they were down. I think five three on aggregate, and they came back and won, or just them being like down. I think three one on aggregate, and then in coming back and winning four three on aggregate. It was just like it, it was wild, dude. Like I I can't believe that they they did what they did. My one takeaway from this game was that LeBron James was there because he is a co owner of Liverpool, and he was there drinking wine in his little suit, vibing out, even though they lost. But that's my takeaway from the game. <laughs> LeBron yeah, wears LeBron wears a suit. LeBron's share probably LeBron, can even pay uh, for yeah. Mo Salah's contract. <laughs> guess, guess, appearance. guess appearance there. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. So, uh, also, just one thing I want to talk about as well. Uh, news came out yesterday about CONCACAF. You know, we, we got to stick to North America, uh, Julian. Uh, CONCACAF is going to expand in 2020-24. Um, they're expanding their uh, – who are they making eligible? Uh, I think this is 27 clubs. Um, they're reserving five clubs for MLS teams. Uh, I think they're reserving a couple. Oh, you're talking about the Champions League. Yeah, they just created what the they just created the Central American Champions League, or they created a new uh, a new cup, uh, and they're gonna for Concacaf they're gonna expand the qualifications uh, for the Champions League. So I don't know what you heard about that or what you knew about that, but the news finally came out. Um, huh? Yeah. So um, yeah, I heard about this last year. But yeah, I'm seeing all the news. Of, I guess it was set in motion this yesterday. But yeah, I thought this was already uh, a done deal. Um, but yeah, I guess so. yeah. So basically, yeah, this is a great. This is this is awesome um, to see. Okay, so it looks like everybody acknowledged the qualifications to get in. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This is great. More clubs, more teams playing in the Champions League for Concacaf is is great. I mean, more competition, more opportunities and for players so, uh, to put their name out there. For, for casuals um, like myself, what's going on here with that? All right. So essentially, um, every the world is broken up. FIFA breaks up the world into uh, how many kind of uh, six different uh, six, six different regions. So you have UEFA. Concacaf, UEFA's Europe, your United European Football European Sun. Union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you have Concacaf, which is Confederation of North South uh, North America, Central America, and the Caribbean Islands. You have Comnibol, which is South America, essentially. Yeah, right. Afcon, Africa, um, AFC, which is Asian Federation, um, and then you have uh, Oceania. Um, so they're Looks basically like the all divisions. broken up. Yeah, yeah they're yeah, all yeah. broken like up by region. And then you have the Champions League. So, which the Champions League is essentially the winner of every domestic league. Yeah. So, like, play when they win. There's different qualifications. You don't have to be the champion. It's called the Champions League. It was originally meant for like a champion of every country, but it's slowly evolved to allow bigger name team. So it's like the top four, for example, um, around the world because everybody else uses a point system, not a playoff system, and a like. MLS uses. Um, so yeah, basically the top teams, you, you qualify different ways. So for the rest of the world, it's pretty much, I think like the top four in points essentially, cause they don't have playoffs. It's just regular season. Um, but uh, <clears throat> for MLS, you there's, there's a couple ways to qualify that, which there's five. Um, there's you, the MLS cup winner, the, uh, the supporter shield winner, which is basically the best uh, regular season record. 
Um, you have the best regular season record of the opposing conference of the Supporter Shield winner. So if that makes sense. Yeah. So like the Supporter Shield winners in the Eastern Conference, that means you get the best record from the Western Conference. They qualify. Yeah, whoever the winner. Um, yeah. You get the um, uh, – and then you get – it looks like – oh, you get, a, you get a berth through the U.S. Open Cup, which is basically like a essentially a March Madness, but like – Every amateur, semi-pro, professional team yeah, are like in a, a tournament. Yeah. yeah, it's like a specific tournament for everybody. Yeah. That's, I feel uh, like that's Inter-Miami. a tough route to go through. Yeah, yeah. Inter Miami actually just got knocked out of the quarterfinals against Orlando. Um, and then there's this new thing called the League's Cup, where they're they're combining and merging with the Liga MX, the Mexican League. Um, so there's lots of ways like, to. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways. Yeah, essentially a lot of different ways to get in. And yeah, and the basically all those different ways, you then compete in a tournament to win the to become the champion of the continent. And that's kind of the idea. All central Korea. And they basically expanded the CONCACAF expanded to allow more teams in more different ways to enter into the CONCACAF Champions League. And I think it's a good thing. That's awesome that we're getting um, more teams able to qualify. And it's really good too, for the, um, the smaller nations as well, like um, Canada, because before the only way Canadians could get in, the only Canadian teams that were getting in were MLS Canadian teams like Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal. Um, But Canada also has their own separate league. That is small. They have small that the Canadian premier league, which is like their professional league, which is outside of those MLS teams. So it's a way for that league for teams to get in from that league, Um, different ways from more Central American. It's just great because you're just getting more competition and it's, uh, it's good. And it makes it, they're trying to compete obviously for eyes for the UEFA Champions League, which is yeah. deemed as the greatest soccer competition in the world, or greatest competition in the world, probably some would say. So yeah, it's a it's a good thing. I like it. More games, the better. All right, let's talk about it real quick. Uh, let's transition over to NFL news. Uh, NFL's uh, planning to get rid of the Pro Bowl. I did not hear any of this, but Julian put it on the topic sheet. Julian, um, how do you feel about the Pro Bowl in general? Kind of heard this debate. Wait, say that again. I accidentally hit my knob on my headphones and it like completely went quiet. I was going to say, how do you feel about the Pro Bowl in general? And uh, what do you think about the future of the Pro Bowl? uh, Man. All right. So the Pro Bowl game itself sucks. It's terrible. I I think the idea is they're not going to get rid of the Pro Bowl weekend or like the idea of like getting voted into the Pro Bowl. Because yeah. obviously it's an accomplishment. We should have reward players and get they should get their bonuses for making Pro Bowls and stuff. Um, obviously, the game just seems like something nobody ever wants to play. It just seems like you're just kind of just going. I always thought the best thing was the challenges. I mean, and that goes for really uh, any sport, honestly, like uh, baseball, um, basketball, hockey. Like, I the, obviously nobody's going to go that hard because essentially it's a meaningless game. And when they try to make it meaningful, it just it doesn't ever really end up working. And nobody ends up really liking it. Like what they did with baseball. Like if you won the the all-star game, then you got home field advantage, which I thought was always stupid. Um, but I would like to see just that uh, more competitions, more friendly, like more like cool shit. I always thought, uh, I know back in the day, they used to do the bench press challenge, which was always pretty cool to watch. But obviously they're not going to do that anymore because players don't want to like tear a fucking peck going for like their 40th uh, rep on 225. 
But uh, yeah, just more challenges. They do more like cool shit or like dodgeball. Ter- I don't know if I want to watch dodgeball, but like I know that's what they were doing last year. But if they could just find like yeah. cool like challenges that they could capitalize, like they do with the quarterback challenge, because the quarterback challenge is always kind of fun to watch too. Something they can do that's entertaining and they'll have to worry about injury risk, which yeah, it's going to be a tough was, thing for NFL I was going to throw that in there. It's like, you know, I understand this whole injury thing uh, between the professional athletes and, you know, in, in any sport, right? Um, you know, real quick to baseball, um, I think the All-Star game, I think that's probably one of the best All-Star games. Um, I know you hate, you know, what they win if they, you know, okay, the home field advantage thing and everything. But I feel like baseball is one of those sports where, like, you can still play a real game. Like, you, the pitcher's going to go pitch, the hitters are going to go hit, and the fielders are going to field, and you're going to see real big, like, still real baseball, but the best players on the field. Yeah. Basketball, we know. Yeah, basketball, we know. Okay, it might get fun. Competitive at the end, because, again, the injury, and then football, obviously, with the injuries. And I, I do like the idea, like you mentioned, you know, with, you know, the competitions and everything like that. But it, it's just so hard. Like, if you always have injury in the back of your mind as a physical athlete um, for something that, I guess, doesn't count, it's like, then why do anything? Um, because it's kind of hard. You're going to find that median and like, oh, we can do this competition. Oh, but he could get injured his pec. Or we could do races, but he could pull his hamstring running full speed. So it's like, what's the answer? You know, if you're really yeah. always worried about injury um, during that season, or maybe you have to change when you do the Pro Bowl, kind of, in a sense, or maybe afterwards or mid-seat. Like, who knows? Like, it's kind of it's kind of weird. Um, or maybe you could do something just like completely like unrelated to football. Like, like I know they try to do with the dodgeball thing. People actually care. Then you know, I get the whole ceremony. You vote them in. We love it, right? You should get your recognition. But this is supposed to appeal to the fans. Um, There's yeah. something, dude. There's something you know, out like, there. You it, it, and it's hard. It's like a hard. That. Like, what do you really replace it with? Like, if you're not gonna I play football, I think anything's better than playing the actual game. Anything's better yeah. than that. And there's something unless they go hundred percent. If they change, like, hey, listen, you guys gotta play. There's no shot, Dude. no way. <laughs> you guys gotta play. Here's, Teams wouldn't want here, that. Here, Owners wouldn't want no. Here's my guarantee to make the Pro Bowl better. You should have the NFL Olympics. NFL Olympics. Okay. I was Olympic literally show. I was thinking. All these guys, like Gabe's on to something. A lot of these guys in college, they're track stars, they play basketball, they have they do into other sports. Some of them play baseball. Have a uh, uh, NFL Olympics, where we just have you know a couple games, a softball tournament. You have some track and field. You have some swimming. You know, you have some some archery. Track and field. Have these guys. <laughs> I would love to. I, mean, see, I would love to see like like forty yard dash races. Like that would be awesome. But I don't yeah. think that's happening. Um, and I think they do a little bit with the skill stuff. I mean, that's kind of in there. You know, yeah. throwing, catching, rock running. Uh, they they do a little bit of that, which is enjoyable. I, I think you are right. Like as far as the NFL uh, Pro Bowl, I think. Anything but the game is better. Um, but I want to counter Julia, JoJo what you said. Like, it doesn't count for anything towards the season, but it does count because guys have their you know contract structured around it. If they you know, have certain achievements. You get so many sacks. You get so many awards and accolades. You you do get money for it. So you, in a way, you are getting paid to entertain. Um, but like what you said earlier is like for baseball, it's in the middle of the season, right? So. There is a risk of like if I get injured here, I, it'll, I'll fuck up the rest of my season. I also I'll think this at the end of the year. When I also the think with ba- I was gonna say I also think with baseball, you can kind of just by the nature of the sport, like it's just not a very like unless you're a pitcher, there's it's not a super injury prone sport like in general. It's not like football where it's like yeah. 
and, and any hit can happen. Yeah, like exactly. You can like to game. me the the most yeah the most at risk is the pitcher. Like maybe they could fuck up their elbow or something thrown at like ninety miles per hour, but like that's that's probably you can get away with it a little bit more because it's like at the end of the day it's 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 not the most injury prone sport like something like football or even like basketball or hockey could be like you know or soccer or whatever but yeah i think the idea of like some sort of olympic they can come up with something they can there's some brains out there they can come up with something like maybe like 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 boating or some shit. I don't, I don't know. Like kayak, kayak. <laughs> like, yeah, rope, like is, rope. That, is that what the fans would actually want? <laughs> I don't, to see? I don't know. Like, or, or, listen. or open it up to voting for the fans. Like have yeah. like fan, like see what people want, come up with the ideas, like open it out to the public. Cause at the end of the day, the idea is if, to have people watch. Why not get the people that are actually are going yeah. to watch it, have a say in what people are going to do. Cause I promise you, like what Julian said, like I'm already not watching the Pro Bowl. Like I don't, I do not watch the Pro Bowl. I think it's nice, you know, when they try to do stuff, they try to switch it. Like, uh, you know, they had uh, Deion Sanders pick teams versus Michael Irvin, and they switch, you know, Western and Eastern, you know, AFC. Yeah, they didn't even get rid of. That was yeah. that was that was interesting. Right, um, but honestly, as far as the game I, itself, I I'm watching zero percent of the game. I think the real solution is you're, you're going to keep all these competitions stuff on the side, right? They're going to have the, yeah. the fun stuff. That'll ball. be one day. That'll you know be what one they day. they really need to do. They just you need to have the most intense flag football game, real football rules uh, on the field. You have all the players there, intense, you know, aggressive flag I think football. And I think you can you can really have an effective game. Have a real quarterback in there, have your receivers running your routes, your blockers, and I think it could be really entertaining and just use a hundred yards to play the full field. I want to say they've thought about doing the seven on seven. I, I want to say they've thought about it. Uh, I'm not sure how true that is, but, but I don't uh, know, uh, man. I think you still come across the same issue of like guys not wanting to pull a hammy or like fucking like. But it's like, so, so what do you do then? You just you're just not gonna play, and you're not gonna do anything. I, I, I don't like. I I really in the NBA, I, you're you're not gonna do a dunk contest. He, you know, here, you're here, not gonna, it, like. What it would have to be, it would have to be something more technical, not so much athletic. And I think that's like throwing a football, like quarterback skills challenge. That's a more, obviously there's athleticism to doing it, but it's more of a technical thing. And they would have to come up with something that can be more technical. Like, I honestly, understand. like what if they just did like, what, what if they did this? What if they took from other sports? What if they did like a softball home run derby or they did a, a you three can point see that shootout in baseball. You, you or can, a three point you shootout? Can, like, I don't know. Like, but Nobody like, what if you derby. like? You think I want to see NFL players? You know, <laughs> I don't know. Put them on fucking. I think it'd be funny. Like, it could be funny. You see, <laughs> I swing. I saw Joe Javel McGee swing the other day. He looked terrible. No, put him on fucking skates. I I don't no, know, man. Listen. We so, have other sports for that, right? You you can do that for fun on the side, you know, for your charities and all that. Cool. Like they organize those things already. You know, like I feel like fans here's are going to travel. Here's I'm one thing for travel. sure. To Orlando or to Hawaii to see these guys do anything than what you know they're getting paid to do. Like I'm not here, here. to see you throw frisbees and, <laughs> and and hit home runs with a softball. Like, like I'm not I'm not I'm not there I think, to do that. I, I think the goal is doing finding out more skill challenges. If they can just do skill challenges and find more things they can do with the skill challenges, that I think maybe like vert like maybe take some things from the combine, like add, like. You have to do something like that. One thing I will say too: get rid of the Pro Bowl out of Arizona and Orlando. Nobody, no player wants to go do go there. Like those are trash sites. 
Nobody like if you had the choice to go to Hawaii or Orlando and Arizona, ninety nine percent of these people will say Hawaii. The only people that might say Orlando is for Disney, but even then, mm-hmm. I still would rather go to Hawaii, dude. Like, take these guys back to Hawaii. I don't know why they're trying to move that shit around like it's a draft. It's not the same thing. You're supposed to reward these guys. It's supposed to be like their vacation. Let them go to fucking uh, like Hawaii. Go somewhere nice, not fucking Orlando and Arizona, dude. Like, uh, w- one last point I want to make on this was like what JoJo said a little bit earlier about like what is the point of uh, uh, of the Pro Bowl, right? Isn't it supposed to be like to celebrate? It's for the fans, right? It's supposed to celebrate, you know. Even if my sorry as Dolphins can't make it to the championship, right? Because usually the championships <laughs> teams get pulled from the Pro Bowl, right? Even though I can't, even though I can't see Patrick Mahomes at Pro Bowl, at least I can see my guy, right? This is a guy that Tyreek Hill, you know that. They have that you know week of voting or a month of voting where I, I go in every day. I text five times a day. I go on my email. I make a fake email. <laughs> Gay's really uh, telling us a lot right now. He texts to a non. Please get Mike a sixty nine. Please get Mike a sixty nine. Please get a sixty nine. Do a do a sixty nine four twenty. Do a So you know, and you know, at least you know, it's to celebrate the fans. He's the best left handed quarterback in the league. <laughs> to see to see your guys maybe you know maybe your team didn't get it but at least you can get shine on your guys um you know that goes for the nba as well like uh even if you know my uh, the heat suck and they lose at least i can get you know i can vote for bam out of bow or i can vote for whatever favorite player that might not get recognition otherwise so i think in that way like um yeah do something enter- it should be entertaining it should be for the fans it should be fun it should be like a kind of a meet and greet kind of thing, just to celebrate the, you know, whatever. We're talking about the NFL, to celebrate the NFL and to celebrate the fans, really, right? Because it was like, oh, look, it's been a long year. Look, that's all the people we like. They're here, all the faces. So make it more of like a, make it more like a, like a, like a Comic Con kind of feel, like a, just like yeah. a fun thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, fun, maybe. You know? That's true. Like a panel, like people can like interview, like, like what they do uh, for Super Bowl, like the Super Bowl experience, like, like when they do yeah. like the whole like they take up the whole convention. They do it for the whole league. But like an NFL, for yeah, for everybody. Yeah, and then players are there. Like like I said, they kind of do that for the Super Bowl, but yeah, they, maybe they could do it on a grander scale. Um, final thought though, I do think NFL has the best timing with their All Star Game. I don't understand why every other league does it middle of the fucking season. What, and what's no, wrong with that? What's it's wrong so with that? dumb. You're supposed to be the All Star, the lead All Star of the season, not, yeah, not half All-Star of the season. Yeah, like that is to me. That's just so dumb because then you can have a good half season, and the second half of the season you're terrible. Then meanwhile, maybe somebody had like a, a pretty decent half season, not good enough to make the All Star game, but then the second half they like balled out. I don't know. I just think it's it should be at the end of the season. It's an All Star thing. Uh, people who performed the best throughout the season, not half the season. And then because when you do that half the season, I feel like it leads to just a popularity contest, which it already kind of is. But I feel like it makes it more of a popularity contest because like. How many people out there are watching like every single yeah. game? Bigger sample size. Yeah, but then again, you know, that's why you have MVP voting at the end of the season. You know, yeah, but saying? it's different it's than an all star team. It's a tale of like, two halves. Um, I feel like if you deserve it, um, and I understand, does it does have a point. And you know, I'm not against change, but that's just it is the way it, it's always been. And it's a great halfway uh mark in, in plenty of in baseball and basketball, like you know. That that's it. That's half half of the season's done. You got the second half to look forward to, and you make your adjustments where you need to make your adjustments, uh, whether you're in an all star game or not. And teams can really like, you know, pan out how their season's gonna gonna end um, at all star break. Um, so 
I, I don't know. I like it. You make a good point, though. I'm not going to disagree with that, right? It's for the season. But I feel like that's where you have MVP voting and all these, you know, other awards you can win towards the end of the season. Uh, you could come back from that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's finish this. Let's finish this podcast. Uh, last topic. We're going to talk about the MLB now. You know, basketball's ending. We're in the middle of NHL playoffs. Uh, uh, baseball scene is getting hot. Literally, it's hot because it's summertime. Summertime's here. Hot as balls. So, you know, 95 um, degrees every day over here now. Let's just talk about, you know, baseball in general. Let's talk about the Yankees because they're number one in the American League East. Uh, they're uh, five games above the Blue Jays right now. Uh, Jojo, what are, you, what are your thoughts so far on uh, on the Yankees? How have they been doing? Uh, yep. Where were they from? I mean, overall, man, uh, we made all the adjustments we needed to make from last season. I'm very proud of how this team is doing. We're killing the competition right now. We're the hottest team in baseball. Aside from L.A., which I don't understand how they're always right there with us, right? They, like We're fighting for number one right now. Um, so we're 34 and 15. L.A. right now is uh, 33 and 17. So we're right there. We still have the edge. But I got to give it up um, to the Yankees pitching. Uh, we, they've been doing amazing. And that's what's keeping us in right now. Uh, we, we already know we're an offensive team. We live and die by the home run. But we also added, you know, some contact players. Uh, we're, we're just getting everybody. That's what we do. And we're making it work. We're making it happen. Uh, so kudos to them. And we've been destroying our division and easily one of the toughest divisions in the league, uh, the American League East. Uh, we got Toronto here right behind us, like you said, Tampa Bay. Uh, Boston's having a pretty down year. And of course, you know, Orioles ain't really going anywhere. Uh, but just to highlight, not not just, you know, the Yankees, but shout out to the New York Mets right now. It's and New York it'll be hopeful. The way it's looking at right now, man, we could potentially see a Yankee Mets Subway World Series. Subway World Series, which I think only happened once. I don't remember uh, the year. I was going to say, has that ever happened? Like in, it's, it's happened. And not even just in any uh, baseball, like not even just baseball, but like just in any sport, like for any city. Like, has it happened for Chicago, L.A. or New York in any like where they obviously not football? I don't think. Yeah, football for sure. No. Well, it works out in baseball because they're in different leagues. So National League and American League. Yeah, they're always in different leagues. Out. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I know it's Jets, happening. The Giants, they can and be. Early in the season, LA Angels, which actually Yankees are playing right now, they were in first place in the division. And Dodgers were in first place in the division. So it's like battle of the cities right now. LA, LA at the top and both New York teams at the top. And I, I think it'll be dope on either side if that were to happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, LA Angels just bringing them all. I think they're on a six game or seven game losing streak right now. But yeah, they're on a six game losing streak yep. right now. Kevin three out of seven in the last time. He gave up three home runs today. I was watching the game uh, before the podcast. It's the rain delay game from yesterday. So they got a doubleheader today. And they got uh, your man and Trout back. Best player. But not currently because you yeah, got just, your boy Aaron Judge just, right now. He's the best player in the league. But So it's hopeful real quick, for the last for time. Last time the Yankees met the Mets was in 2000. They played in the World Series, and uh, the Yankees won that. But it's never happened any other time across any other sport before. I'm sure. I have to look because Chicago, the White Sox, Cubs, but I don't think they've ever met. It have to be like – Basketball doesn't work saying because basketball, they do Eastern and Western Conference. I think yeah, exactly. it can only work in football, baseball – football and baseball, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, football and baseball are the only ones they could do it in because they have separate so, conferences and divisions. 
So yeah, like you said, it should be exciting, man. The Yankees have a plus 77 point differential. The Mets are plus 73. They're up there in the 70s. So they're, they are a hot team. But I, I feel like the, the Mets this year, they, they they definitely made moves. You know, uh, That's a fact. Uh, getting Scherzer. They, they've made moves to to kind of compete. Uh, Holy and, shit. And, and the National and it's League. And it's always uh, a tell of two halves for the Mets, man. Usually they come out to this hot start. And then when you see them by the fall, it's just a collapse there. They're injured. Have you have you guys they're seen the curse? Have you guys seen the run differential for the Dodgers? It is like way above anybody else. 112. The next closest yeah. one is the Yankees at 79. Like, like we always say, Dodgers is the West Coast Yankees, man. They're they're out here making moves right with us. Just when we think uh we're so far ahead of the league, they're they're right there. So I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt to see uh, Dodgers make a, a run in the playoffs once again uh, this season. But I, I truly feel like this is our year. Um, not a delusional Yankee fan. Just realistically looking at the, where the team is right now. Uh, we're doing all the right things. I think it's only happened once or twice where we lost more than two games in a row back to back. And we, we killed the month of April. Like obliterated everyone. We had a great month of May. Uh, coming into June just started, obviously, but we're winning series. Uh, I think we're the last team to get 10 losses in the league. It took us a while to get 10 losses. Uh, we're right there. Like I said, 35 and 17, top of the National League right now. Um, this time last year, we're battling, you know, in third or fourth place in our own division. Uh, so it's a completely different year. And your boy Aaron Judge is fighting for his contract right now that the Yankees didn't want to give him. And honestly, we should do anything and everything to keep this guy right now. Pay that man. Pay him whatever he wants. Give that man whatever he wants. Because if he leaves right now, that's going to be devastating. Meanwhile, the Marlins are 20 and 28 with a plus 16 run differential. Makes no sense how you have such a high run differential and down uh, eight games. That makes sense if you watch and then, baseball. And then yeah. the, the Cubs are just... The thing I think it's the the downtrend for the Cubs. The Cubs had their run, and now yeah. it's it's over. I mean, I don't know if you remember what happened to the Cubs last year, but they completely dismantled their team in the middle of the season. Hence, yeah, uh, yeah. So they got rid of Baez. They they got another hundred years. It's going to be another hundred years till they win again. Yeah, they weren't going to pay these guys, man. These long term contracts, they were just too good, and they the way their season was going in terms of winning. Um, they they couldn't afford to keep these guys, bro. And then it's like the Cubs make so much money, and I get there's a salary cap, but like, you know, it's funny. I just realized he's wearing a Cubs hat right now as we're talking yeah. about. <laughs> that's why he's looking at the. That's why he's looking at the scores. That's why he's paying attention. Anyways, your yeah. Cubs suck. They're they're rebuilding, man. The Cubs suck. They're rebuilding. Yeah, it's, they had a they had a good run. At least they got one. They got one chip out of it. So. I mean, there's a there's a lot of sleeper teams too that we can't forget. Milwaukee leading the uh, their division right now. Um, I had the pleasure of seeing them play. What last week when they came into town, um, that was pretty dope. And Padres are right behind the the, the Dodgers, only three games behind. Listen, man, yo, Padres got to make moves uh, to win that division if they don't want to be a wild card this year. Uh, it's gonna be tough, but they're gonna have to take that top spot from LA this year. Um, San yo, Francisco, wait, I don't um, really see them doing anything. Arizona for sure, no, and. Colorado, the Rock. Did um, am I crazy or did I dream? Did is Albert Pujols going back to St. Louis? He's already there. This, this is last he's, year. He's there. Yeah, he's last year. There. I wasn't. Did he? What he pitched happened? This I, just, year. I remember saw something. Yeah. Gabe, did you see that game? I think it was last week or two weeks ago. 
Uh, St. Louis was up 17 zip and they put Yachty in the pitch. Yeah. Yachty has pitched his first game in the league. He's also a man of his career. (laughs) And he gave up four runs. They won 17 4. When's the baseball classic? Next year? Yeah, I believe next year. Um, What is it? Qualifiers? Is it just qualifiers this year? Qualifiers, I think, are in the fall. Uh, In the fall. Oh, yeah. I don't know where they're located. Uh, I believe it's in the fall to get ready for uh, for next year for the World Baseball Classic. And Miami, I think we're hosting the uh, first round and semifinals as well, which last time of the initial tournament, when we didn't host semifinals. L.A. had all the semifinals and the finals. Uh, Damn, dude. It's been yeah. six years. It, well, it's going to be yeah. six years by the time it actually happens. That's a big gap. Yeah, well, COVID uh, postponed it couple of years so yeah. i'm surprised they postponed it like that far though you think they would at least got done this year yeah i mean i think they would have started i, I, I mean I, like at least this year maybe not 2021 but you think they would have got it this year by now but uh all right guys well i think this will yeah. okay, that, off, uh, that's pretty much it that'll wrap it up no, I got it. I mean, we're going to have all the sports going on, man. You know, there, there's hockey still going on. I'll probably watch that in the peripheral. I just want to see Tampa. Real quick. USC. It, um, it's, a, it's a big uh, – New York's killing it right now in sports. Obviously, oh, two heard. baseball teams. The Rangers oh, are doing a good job. NYCFC is number one in the league right now. And MLS, like, they're having a good uh, – Couple all ever all the except for the the Knickerbockers they'll they'll never have a good year oh, but yeah. oh, that's always that's a constant the, Death, the, taxes the, and the, Knicks the Jets the Jets have a supposedly a good offense who knows the Jets are probably going to stink again though and the Giants are just terrible so. <laughs> we'll bring you more New York yeah more news about New York team sucking uh, <laughs> hey. next week all the news. Soccer, MLB, NFL, so, you know, whatever, whatever's going on, we're going to be here talking about it. I'm Gabe. I just remembered that. Hey, guy. Hey, Gabe. We'll be here next week. To meet Julie and JoJo, Gabe, will be here next week. We'll be talking more, more sports, real fans, podcasts. We appreciate all the downloads and subscriptions. See y'all next week.